Chapter 13 of The Sign of the Cross in the Nineteenth Century. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sign of the Cross in the Nineteenth Century by Jean Gomet. Letter 13. Effects of the Sign of the Cross in the Temporal Order it cures all diseases and removes whatever can harm us it gives sight to the blind hearing to the deaf speech to the dumb the use of their limbs to the lame and paralyzed cures other maladies and restores life to the dead december eighth poor and indigent in the spiritual order man is not less so in the temporal his body and soul subsist only by alms among the good things necessary for the body there are two in particular my dear friend which i will point out to you health and security the sign of the cross is efficacious to procure both one and the other health the incarnate word is the living and vivifying life speaking of him when he dwelt among men the gospel tells us in words as simple as sublime a virtue came forth from him which healed all diseases virtuus de illo exibat et sanabat omnes history teaches us that these words may be applied in their full extent to the sign of the cross nothing is more fully established than that this sign was used by the first christians to heal the sick st cyril and st john chrysostom the one patriarch of jerusalem the other of constantinople assure us positively that the sign of the cross continued in their time as well as in that of their ancestors to cure the sick and heal the bites of ferocious beasts let us come to proofs all man's senses are subject to disease let us begin with the most noble the sight if instead of continually poring over pagan authors our young students had sometimes read the acts of the martyrs they would have seen in those of st lawrence the striking miracle of which the church sings even to this day qui per signum crucis caecos illuminavit the illustrious archdeacon of rome had entered the house of a christian in which was a blind man named crescentius who melting into tears threw himself at the feet of the saint saying place your hand over my eyes that i may see you the blessed lawrence deeply affected said may our lord jesus christ who opened the eyes of the man born blind give you light at the same time he made the sign of the cross on the eyes of crescentius who saw the light and the blessed lawrence as he had desired the learned theodoret relates of his own mother what follows my mother had a sore eye which baffled all the resources of medicine we had turned over the leaves of every volume and examined all the old authors but none gave the remedy applicable to the present evil we were all there when a friend of my mother's called to see her she told her of a man of god named peter and related a miracle which had been operated by him the wife of the governor of the east said she had the same disease as you she addressed herself to peter who was from pergamus and he cured her by praying for her and making on her the sign of the cross my mother lost not one instant she went to find the man of god threw herself at his feet and conjured him to heal her he answered i am but a poor sinner 
and am far from possessing that power with god which you suppose me to have my mother redoubled her entreaties and tears protesting that she would not leave him until he had cured her god said he to her is the physician for these evils he always hears the prayers of those that believe he will hear you not in view of my merits but because of your faith if then yours is sincere true pure and without doubt laying aside medicine and physicians accept the remedy that god gives you at these words he stretched his hand over her eye made the sign of the cross and the disease was healed facts nearer our time will show you that in traversing centuries the sign of the cross has never ceased to be the best oculist st eligius bishop of noyon in crossing one of the bridges in paris cured a blind man who instead of asking for alms begged him to make the sign of the cross on his eyes a miracle very like this is seen in the life of st frobert abbot of a monastery near troyes in champagne he was yet only a child when his mother who had been blind for many years took him on her knee then embracing and caressing him she asked him to make the sign of the cross on her eyes the young saint at first refused but at length overcome by her maternal entreaties he invoked the name of the lord made the sign of the cross as required and at that instant his mother recovered her sight in the life of saint bernard mabillon cites more than thirty blind persons of every age and condition in france germany and italy cured in the presence of kings and great nobles by means of the sign of the cross made over them by the thaumaturgus of clairvaux from the sight let us pass to the hearing like our lord himself the sign of the cross makes the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak behold us in the midst of the great city of rome in the palace of the prefect before us stands a young and brilliant officer he is called sebastian this name illustrious among all others is never heard in our colleges you must know then that saint sebastian was a commandant of the first praetorian cohort under diocletian in our modern language we would say colonel of a regiment of the imperial guard endowed with eloquence equal to his intrepidity he employed the gifts of god to encourage the martyrs who were brought daily to the praetorium one day zoe the wife of the prefect of rome who had been dumb for six years had the happiness of assisting at his discourse although a pagan she was so much moved that she cast herself at the feet of the saint and tried to make him understand by gestures that she desired to be cured she was understood the sign of the cross made on her mouth instantly restored her speech and the first use she made of it was to ask for baptism tell them also that by the same sign the immortal abbot of clairvaux saint bernard cured a number of deaf and dumb persons at cologne a girl deaf for many years at bourlemont a child deaf and dumb from her birth at bale a deaf man at metz a deaf person in the presence of an immense concourse of people at constance at spire at maastricht persons both deaf and dumb at Troyes, a lame and dumb girl in the presence of bishops, Geoffrey of Langres and Henry of Troyes. In fine, at Clairvaux, a deaf and dumb child who had been waiting his arrival for fifteen days. While the saint was at Spire, where he wrought many miraculous cures, Anselm, bishop of Halvesburg, arrived there. He had a very sore throat and was scarcely able either to speak or swallow. You ought to cure me also, said he to St. Bernard. 
"'If you had as much faith as these good women,' answered the abbot of Clairvaux pleasantly, "'I could perhaps render you the same service.' "'If my faith is not sufficient,' answered the bishop, "'let yours cure me.' The saint touched him, making the sign of the cross, and the pain and swelling disappeared at that same instant. Diffused throughout the whole body, the sense of touch is that which presents a greater surface to the attacks of disease. How can we detail the evils, more or less painful, to which it is exposed? But numerous as they are, it is consoling to know that none can elude the salutary power of the sign of the cross. By its virtue we recognize him who healed all kinds of maladies among the people. Omnum langorum in populo. St. Germanus, one of the most holy and amiable bishops that have governed the diocese of Paris, was one day going to visit St. Hilary of Poitiers, his worthy colleague. As he was on his way, two men brought to him with great difficulty a poor woman, both lame and dumb. The saint had no sooner made the sign of the cross on her than she recovered her speech and the use of her limbs. Three days afterward she went to return thanks to her benefactor. A like miracle was brought by St. Euthymius, the great Archimandrite of Palestine. Terabon, son of the governor of the Saracens in Arabia, had been from his early youth paralyzed in one half of his body. Having heard the holy abbot spoken of, he begged to be conducted to him, his request was granted, and his father and a great number of the barbarians accompanied him. The saint made the sign of the cross on Terabon, who was immediately cured. This cure was followed by the conversion not only of the father and son, but also of the Saracens, the companions of their journey and witnesses of the miracle. Long afterwards, St. Vincent Ferrer operated in France the same prodigy as that which had rejoiced the East. As he was at Nantes, they brought him a man who had been paralyzed for eight years, and asked him to give him his blessing. "'I have neither gold or silver,' said the saint to the sick man, "'but I pray our Lord to give you health of body and soul.' Then he made the sign of the cross over his limbs. At the same moment the paralytic, entirely cured, rose up and gave thanks to God and the saint. Then he returned home, and never again felt his former disease.' such is sometimes the violence of pain that it occasions delirium and thus deprives the unfortunate son of adam of the health of both body and soul the sign of the cross forces the malady from this new entrenchment edmer the historian of st anselm archbishop of canterbury relates that the holy man in going to cluny cured by means of the sign of the cross a woman who had lost her mind and become furious st bernard did the same at sechingen and cologne in the latter city they presented to him a woman who had become a maniac on account of the death of her husband and child the unfortunate woman employed all her strength against herself so that they were obliged to keep her in chains the saint moved with compassion made the sign of the cross over her by which she was immediately restored to her reason and full possession of her faculties the word the redeemer whom the gospel so often shows to us curing the most obstinate fevers has communicated to the sign of the cross the virtue of operating the like prodigies saint prixus bishop of clermont in Avergne, having arrived at the monastery of darugue in the vosges found the abbot amarinus ill with so malignant a fever that he was unable to walk or to swallow anything except a few drops of water the holy bishop had recourse to his ordinary weapons, and paid for his welcome by a miracle. He made the sign of the cross on the sick man, who rose up, 
perfectly cured. It has the same power with regard to epilepsy, a malady much more difficult to be healed. In the life of St. Malachy, Archbishop of Armagh, who died at Clairvaux, St. Bernard says, Before starting for Rome, whither he was going to receive the pallium from the hands of Pope Eugenius III, the holy archbishop restored health to an epileptic by making the sign of the cross on the breast of the unfortunate man who used to fall down many times in a day. St. Bernard himself wrought a similar miracle in favor of a girl from Troyes in Champagne. Such had been the malignity of the disease that she had lost the power of speech. The holy abbot imposed hands and made the sign of the cross over her. At the same moment being restored to complete health, she spoke to those present. Our Lord has said, After my example heal the lepers. His disciples have received this command, and its divine virtue has passed into the sign of the cross. St. Francis Xavier filled the East with the renown of his name. His fame reached the ears of a leper who during many years had sought in vain for his cure. Not daring to appear in public, he conjured the saint to visit him. Xavier, being much occupied, could not yield to the desires of the poor man, but sent one of his companions to ask him if he would believe in the gospel, in case he should be healed. If he promised to embrace the faith, the deputy was to make the sign of the cross over him three times. All was done as Xavier had ordered. Scarcely had the leper given the promise, when his body became as clean as if he had never been infected with the leprosy. Before going farther, dear friend, I believe I ought to insert here a remark of St. Chrysostom, which may be applied to the healing of diseases, or the prevention of accidents and scourges by the sign of the cross. If, notwithstanding its power, the sign of the cross, even when made with good dispositions, does not always cure one, and ward off the other, it is not because its virtue is wanting, but because it is useful for us to be tried." There is a disease no less painful than leprosy, and much more common. It is the cancer. It cannot resist the power of the sign of the cross any more than the other infirmities. Hear the following fact related by St. Augustine, an eyewitness. At Carthage, says he, lived a pious lady named Innocentia, who belonged to the most illustrious family in the city. She had on her breast cancer, a horrible malady, which the physicians regarded as incurable. It must be extracted to the very roots, or, in order to procure some slight relief for the patient, liniments must be continually employed. Then, according to Hippocrates, when the malady is evidently mortal, it is useless to make the patient suffer more. Her physician, who was an intimate friend of the family, had concealed nothing from her. Innocentia turned to God by prayer, confiding in him alone to work her cure. One night near Easter she was warned in a dream to go to the baptismal font on the woman's side, where the catechumens were waiting, and to cause the sign of the cross to be made on the diseased part by the first catechumen that should present herself before her. She obeyed, and was instantly healed. The physician, who had announced to her that the disease was incurable, finding her perfectly restored, hastened to inquire what remedy she had employed. She related what had taken place. Then, with an air of indifference, which made the pious lady fear that the words were not very respectful to our Lord, the physician replied, I expected to hear something extraordinary from you. But seeing her become very uneasy, he hastened to add, 
is it extraordinary that the cancer has been cured by jesus christ by him who raised to life a man who was four days dead never was miracle better attested the whole city was witness to it to natural maladies are often added to the injury of man's health the attacks of ferocious or venomous beasts the remedy to these wounds is again the sign of the cross the holy anchoret thalassius writes theodoret travelling by night trod accidentally upon a sleeping viper the reptile awoke and in its fury plunged its fangs into the sole of his foot the saint stooped and placed his right hand on the wound the viper bit it also and did not spare the left which hastened to the assistance of the right having satiated its rage and given more than ten bites the reptile glided into its hold and left its victim a prey to intolerable pain in this circumstance no more than in any other the servant of god had not recourse to human remedies to cure his wounds he employed the remedies of faith the sign of the cross prayer and the invocation of the name of the lord master of life our lord is also master of death this sovereign empire is found in the sign of the cross see what we read in the life of st dominic being in rome he preached one day in the ancient church of st mark among his auditors was a roman lady called Gottadonna, who was much devoted to the servant of god in order to hear the sermon she had left one of her children who was sick at her return she found it dead without making any useless show of grief she took her servants with her and carried the child to st dominic she met him at the gate of st sixtus's convent placed the child before him fell at his feet and with many tears begged him to give back her son the saint moved with compassion cast himself upon his knees and after a short prayer made the sign of the cross on the child took him by the hand raised him full of life and gave him to his mother recommending her to preserve absolute silence but in the excess of her joy the lady published the miracle and the whole city of rome was soon informed of it two centuries earlier we find st john gilbert this noble and saintly warrior had pardoned the murderer of his brother god rewarded him by giving him a religious vocation and the power of working miracles the sign of the cross became his sword against the demon furious at his numerous defeats the great homicide armed his agents who during the night attacked a monastery burned the church demolished the buildings and mortally wounded all the religious the saint hastened to the rescue and with the sign of the cross restored them to life and health you understand my dear frederick that i have given only one or two cases of each malady immense volumes would not suffice to contain them all st augustine since chrysostom st cyril st ephraim st gregory of nessa st paulinus and a hundred other witnesses from the east and the west in every age prove by thousands of facts that the adorable sign of him who came to cure all our maladies has not ceased to restore sight to the blind hearing to the deaf speech to the dumb health to the sick and life to the dead look at history we must either accept it such as it is or tear out all its pages and fall into scepticism or write another more learned and more worthy of credit ask your comrades if they feel competent to undertake it then when it is finished we shall see adieu until to-morrow end of letter thirteen